Hello and welcome to the Pop and Things podcast, a pop culture podcast hosted and produced by Colorado State University students. We're your hosts, Chapman Croskill, Alec Erickson, and Nicole Conklin. So the first thing that I want to talk about today is not as pop culture as you might think, but I found some tie-ins. So have you all heard about like this clown thing that's been going on around town? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Not even around crowns. town, like around the country. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, basically a bunch of different like towns have had like these creepy clown sightings like mm-hmm. out in the wilderness and near schools and stuff. So I read a theory this morning that the clowns are actually meant to be viral marketing for the new Stephen King It series or movie that they're doing. Oh, my God. So have you heard anything about that? That's really smart. I haven't heard anything about being viral marketing. Mm-hmm. The only thing I know is there is actually one that's been cited in my hometown and it's kind of like been blowing up on my friend's social media accounts. I've seen people like Snapchatting and Instagramming. And they're like going out on hunts at night trying to find this clown. All I know is it's like one of the scariest like clown faces with a balloon at the middle of the night at like 2 a.m. It's honestly like one of the scariest things probably to like go out and try to actively find it. Well, and on social media, I've seen a lot of posts about it. And a lot of these clown figures are being threatened by parents. And, you know, if if I see you, I'm going to hurt you. Get away. Stop scaring the public. And at first I thought it was just some kind of sick joke, but... I did hear about the new It movie, and that would absolutely make sense. That's pretty neat, actually. So basically, the way I see it is we have, like, three options here, which is either, A, it's just, like, a weird viral thing that internet people are doing just to be creepy. B, it is viral marketing that may or may not have been, like, taken over by people. Or C, there's actually demonic clown monsters that are, like, taking over (laughs) the United States. Which, Mm. I'm not sure which of those actually scares me the most. Yeah. I mean, probably, honestly, the viral marketing taken over by people because you can go really <laughs> it's wrong. True. With it's true. Really you can fast. see some dark sides of the Internet doing some weird stuff there. So I don't know. It's just it's really, really weird. But I yeah, because I saw somebody who shared it this morning. It was like these clown things are creeping me out and I'm really hoping it is viral marketing, mm-hmm. which would be the most impressive viral marketing that we've seen in a really long time. But also it's so creepy. Have we had any sightings here in Fort Collins? I know we had a Greeley There was one. a threat. Um, there was basically somebody like contacted, uh, I think, Poudre Valley High School and was like, there's going to be a clown or something like that. Um, I didn't read the entire article of Colorado and had a whole article about okay. it. but So apparently there has been something about the clown in Fort Collins, which mm. is terrifying. I just like the idea of a clown being a threat now. We're now threatened by clowns. <laughs> I mean, I, I think they're terrifying. I, I don't have like whatever, like there's actual phobia related to clowns, but I do think they're creepy. I don't I don't like them very much. They remind me of that clown that was an American Horror Story freak show a, yeah. couple, a season or two ago. And... Yeah, not my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's, I was probably like six or seven when I watched the original Stephen King It, mm-hmm. and that clown scared me for the rest of my life. And now a new Pennywise coming together. Yeah, that's and gonna... I mean, from what I've seen of the new, is it, so is do you know is it a new movie or is it a new series? I believe it's a new series. Okay, oh. who's do you know who's being produced by or anything um, about it? All I know is essentially like. They've been kind of going through all the Stephen King properties again lately, redoing all of them. We just had a remake of Carrie. Mm -hmm. I have not heard if Christine is up for grabs, but I really hope it's not because the original Christine is a pretty great Stephen King movie. Yeah. Pretty fantastic. Christine's the murderous car, right? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The nerd rebuilds car, becomes cool. The whole story, everyone kind of knows that. Well, will you look that up? We can also talk about... Nicole, how up are you on Pokemon? 
I'm somewhat up on Pokemon. The Pokemon Go game has been really frustrating for me, actually. So I have backed off a little bit, but I used to love Pokemon. So I have two topics about Pokemon today. Um, Firstly is that apparently even though Pokemon Go is dying out, it's a huge problem at Disney World currently Hmm. um, because they've had like patrons wandering off like to restricted areas to try and catch Pokemon um, because apparently it's a Pokemon gold mine there (laughs) at at Disney. So that is really surprising. And secondly, the other thing is um, so somebody managed to beat the Elite Four and this happened early 2016 but there was just a Kotaku article about it. They managed to beat the Elite Four in uh, um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire with a uh, Rattata um, using mm. the fear strategy. Um, I can remember if it was a level one. I have the article right here hmm. because uh, I don't know if you're aware of the fear strategy. Alec, you know of it. I'm I not. Know of it. What is yeah. it? So basically, um, it the F E A R stands for something. It's um, Focus Sash, uh, Endeavor. Uh, quick attack and Rattata, um, obviously. And so basically, what you can do is you can use, uh, if even if you're a level one Rattata, mm-hmm. you can use Focus Sash to um, like endure one hit to go down to one HP. You then use Endeavor, which like sends the opponent down to one HP. And then you use Quick Attack, um, which like automatically will go before your opponent most of the time. And so it takes down that one HP. And so you can beat almost any Pokemon with a level one Rattata, mm. um, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so, essentially, with this whole entire Pokemon strategy, I think it was, like, this story kind of came out along the same time as, like, a bunch of new news for a new Pokemon Sun and Moon game. And, I mean, a Rattata is honestly the best way, but it just reminds me of that, like, whole creepypasta kind of story of the original Pokemon games (laughs) where there was that whole... Oh, like his Pokemon died. His very oh, first ra- Pokemon uh, blue, he got was like, Raticate. yeah, yeah. Um, he got a blue Raticate, and I'm pretty sure um, uh, Matt Pat of Game Theory just did a video recently saying that like um, Blue's Raticate wasn't killed. Um, do you know this theory, Nicole? I don't. So basically, in the first game, um, your uh, rival Blue has a Rattata, which then he evolves into a Raticate later on. Um, and then when you battle him in Lavender Town at the Pokemon Tower, where you know pe- uh, people are grieving for their Pokemon, mm-hmm. um, he is missing his Raticate. And so the theory is that because the last battle you had with him was on the SS Anne, which was a very hectic battle and everything got really crazy. And so the big theory is that basically you ki- like you killed his Rattata or his Raticate. And mm. so he's actually at Pokemon Tower grieving. Um, and so that's been a huge like creepypasta theory for years. Hmm. Um, but Matt Pat of Game Theory recently did a video basically saying, oh, that's not true, mm-hmm. um, which he does good work. I, I'll give him that. But yeah. yeah, it was really, really interesting. Absolutely. I see a lot of people still on here CSU campus staring at their phones playing Pokemon. And as much as I wanted to get into it, I didn't think it was very user friendly. It wasn't. It, um, it's nothing against Niantic. A lot of people, which is the company who made Pokemon Go, a right. lot of people got really upset with Niantic. But I mean, they're a surprisingly small company and there's no way they ever could have predicted like how crazy this was all going to get. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I have sympathy for them and the work they put into it, but also like it was not a great game when it came out and there was a lot of things they could have waited to do and waited to push. Um, I would have rather rather seen it come out later with more features like trading and just everything that they're trying to implement. Well, and my parents uh, live on a farm in probably more central Colorado and there is nothing around us. So here I am trying to play Pokemon Go this summer and it's just empty because there's no Pokemon. So it was a little bit of a struggle for me this summer. So I didn't really get into it. Like I, uh, did. at work there was, um, I, cause I worked right next to stuffed and stuffed had a poke lure. And so I would constantly be just sitting there like <laughs> catching Pokemon, like in the shop. And it was, it was a good use of my, my work time. Didn't <laughs> get and played to catch Pokemon, but 
Yeah, I wandered a lot around campus quite a bit looking yeah. for stuff this summer. I mean, I'm from suburbs just north of Denver, and so when I was home over the summer, like the only Pokemon like lore, like Pokestop, was by a lake by my house, and so. I would go there and there'd just be like 30, like 12 year old kids. And I'm like, am I this old finally? Has Pokemon like <laughs> it's, surpassed it's my generation? It's on the new generation it's, now? It's really weird to me. Cause I mean, I've never, there was like maybe a year of my life where I didn't love Pokemon. Like I finally got, like got over it. Cause I mean, I loved like even gen four, like I played it for years and years and I finally got out of it for a little while. And then I got like back into it again. And it's just like all these people who got super into it and like, all the people like who would have mocked me for liking it if it weren't Pokemon Go, and I'm just like, cool, that's great. <laughs> All right, before we get too far away from like this Pokemon Go story, I'm gonna kind of segue into this. How up to date are you two on Tinder? Everyone's favorite I, dating I'm, app. I'm pretty up on it. I mean, we we've been talking about Tinder in the office quite a bit the last couple of days. I know uh, some of uh, your coworkers used uh, my Tinder profile in a video last night, so there was that. <laughs> I mean, it's a great Tinder profile picture there, Chapman. <laughs> Thank you. What Thank about you, you, Nicole? Well, for me, I used to go on Tinder just like here and there, and I don't know why I did it because I always thought it was a little weird. And then I'd randomly get a notification at like 2 a.m. and be like, "You have a super like," and I had. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what that was and I was a little uncomfortable and I heard now you can like upgrade your profile or something yes so this is where I wanted to go so tinder has now introduced what is called tinder boost and to relate it back to pokemon it's essentially like if you had a lore in pokemon so you get you pay five dollars for the single use of boost you yeah. can essentially upgrades your profile for 30 minutes at a time so that you're the most viewed profile in your area. And it's supposed to guarantee that your profile will be viewed That's so weird. almost 10 times more likely. I don't know how to feel about that. I it's don't either. Like, I feel like if I go on Tinder every day, I'm pretty much guaranteed to have at least like maybe a match or two a day yeah. if I use it. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to that point where I'm need like I'm not having any matches. I need to pay. Mm -hmm. I need the match with someone. Honestly, here's the thing: just because somebody sees your profile more does not mean they're going to find you any more attractive. Like honestly, <laughs> if I started seeing like a certain profile more, I'd be like, okay, I have no interest in this person. Like that. And yeah, it's it's really weird. I I don't agree with it. I think it's kind of creepy. Call me old fashioned, but I like meeting people face to face. And I feel like social media doesn't do anybody justice because either you're putting up this facade that you're just this wonderful, perfect person with no flaws with your pictures, or you can't really market yourself that well because you're limited to what, like what, five pictures and maybe whatever blurb you write on your profile. And I just think it's a little bit interesting that people rely on that for their relationships. But you know what? To each their own. I mean, I I mean, I finally am back on Tinder just because I figured I might. And it's just it's so weird. I don't like just randomly talking to people like I like meeting people in person. being like, OK, like, let's talk about this thing we're doing together or where we're at. And it's just yeah, it's really weird to me. I, I don't know how I feel about Tinder, honestly. I mean, I use Tinder mostly a lot this summer because I went home this summer and Honestly, I wanted to meet new people that weren't the people I went to high school with. I've like that's fair. I've grown kind of out of like I want to get out of my social circle. I don't want to feel like trapped in my hometown. So that's what Tinder was for me. It was a way to meet new people outside of my usual social circle then. And I mean, it worked pretty well for the most part. I mean, you do meet some crazy people on Tinder. <laughs> you have those kind of crazy like kind of sad Tinder dates, but like, you know, it happens. It's kind of what the app was for true yeah. yeah being a female using tinder i i have to say my experience is very different and i get a lot of um requests for other things yeah. and i don't 
I for that reason it makes me feel creeped out and I it makes me really uncomfortable and I'm like what kind of people am I going to school with and yeah. um so it kind of gives me a bit of a bad taste um for my peers but uh you know that's also just a very general statement yeah I mean I um so me and one of my coworkers of the collegian we did uh, a series last year where both of us got on tinder um and like tried out and just like and her experience was so different from mine she got so many more matches so many more messages i only got like three messages hmm. and it's just like it's this expect expectation that guys will message first it's just really interesting right yeah so you chapman personally you don't message first i do occasionally occasionally okay i, I, to, I, I i'm picky but we cannot talk about yeah. that on the podcast <laughs> i mean i personally i tend to message first and i try to like tinder i found has been like a lot of people are super boring on tinder just like how they're super boring when they're texting or like any other form that's not in person so i try to i try my best to like try to make it as personal as possible like i'll look at the profile see like what they have on there and i'm like trying to start a conversation essentially like i want to get to know someone but i feel like that's not then tinder's not the perfect environment for this kind of situation absolutely not yeah and uh, it's so weird because to think about, because it's so associated being this hookup app, but over these years, it's kind of dissolved into now it's like people just wanting to meet and hang out kind right. of thing. And they introduce that whole, like, oh, we're going out kind of party aspect of it. Right. And I don't know how well that works for people, but I mean, it's definitely been a whole different experience than when this app originally started, when I got involved in it. And I mean, I'm not super crazy about the app. I'll get on occasionally, and it's still pretty much like I use it for like, hey, like, want to go get coffee, like something sim- super simple. Yeah. Right. Well, Nicole, what did you have you were thinking about today? I had a couple things. Um, going off of phone stuff, if we wanted another reason to be on our phones, it looks like neither of you have iPhones. Um, but Apple just released an update that totally changed um, the way you work your iPhone. And Mm -hmm. personally, I'm a little frustrated with it. Um, It's not very user-friendly to me right now. Um, But then they also announced some details about the iPhone 7, which I think some of these details are actually going to make it competitive with some of the other Galaxy phones and Samsung, whatever is yeah, released. Yeah, so I mean, so I have a, uh, a Galaxy S7 Active, okay. um, which is considered to be one of the more rugged phones on the market. It has uh, a built-on plastic case. It's got shatterproof glass, and it's completely waterproof. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so the iPhone 7 is supposed to be um, almost waterproof, if not extremely water-resistant. It's supposed right. to be extremely dustproof. And this is the first time we've seen that from Apple, because a lot of their products have been honestly very destroyable compared to Samsung or uh, Google products. Mm -hmm. It's about time, if you ask me. A lot of people are frustrated with the iPhones because they break so easily and it's so Mm -hmm. expensive to get the glass repaired. Um, But it looks like they finally upped their game. But they also, apparently, they got rid of the um, headphone jack. jack. Yeah, Yeah. Um, which has been in discussion for um, eight months or so. Um, A lot of people have been expecting it to be coming um, with both um, Apple doing it and maybe um, Samsung. There was one brand that actually did it already, but obviously it's nobody big enough that it matters um i don't i don't agree with it because i love the ability that you can just plug in any pair of headphones super super easily Mm -hmm. and i think that they're i don't think that they're being future savvy or whatever they're not being like brave i think they said they're being brave like nobody has the is brave enough to do this it's like no they just know that you're just trying to make money because that way you can sell your own little uh earbuds and you can sell like beats because obviously they own beats they just want to sell bluetooth beats right and the beats i have happen to have a cord because they're a couple years old now 
now, and yeah. I'm not going to be able to use them if I get an iPhone 7, so I'm not quite sure how you I You can use them. That. You have to have like a $9 dongle that Ugh. goes into the bottom of your phone, you ha- and you have to get a- two dongles if you want to charge it at the same time you listen to music. And the downside to these like little wireless earbuds that they're marketing with the iPhone 7 is I believe they're charging them for $300 mm-hmm. for the pair. And uh, the, I, thought, I thought they were one one fifty. Yeah, they're okay. They're like one fifty. I think so. One fifty. But the thing is, they're marketing them with a three hour battery life, and that that's awful. It's a horrible really? thing. So why would I want to buy this Apple product that's only going to last me like a few? Like I go to a gym too, and so mm-hmm. like if I'm there on a long day doing like my cardio or something, my headphones are going to die while I'm there, and it's going to be miserable for me. And I know this is like a first world problem, but like. If I did up upgrade to the iPhone Seven, and I know a lot of people are, have done this so far, like why would I go for the more expensive wireless earbuds? That's Apple brand. That's gonna die in a matter of hours. And that's just another thing you have to charge on top of your mm-hmm. phone. Yeah, and also they're not like connected to anything, so they're just like the headphone, the earbuds. They don't like have like I think you can. They're get, not like, even a, connected to each other. Yeah, you can get like a keeper cord, but like those are gonna be lost so, so easily. Easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Apple is, like, pushing hard now Beats because they bought out Beats the other year. But, like, is this really necessary? Yeah, I just, I don't understand why, honestly, like, as somebody who's a very, I'm not a huge fan of Apple. Um, I respect Macs for what they can do for creative purposes. But Mm -hmm. as a computer science person, like, I just, I have no need for them in my life. And I don't understand people who are just, like, such hardcore Apple fanboys, like, even after Apple is very, very obviously doing all these things just to make money. Like, there's no denying it. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I don't understand how people can get so obsessed with Apple, even though they're obviously, like, trying to just make money off of every single thing. Like, that way you can lose your earbuds. That way you have to, like, recharge them and buy new charging things. Like, they're, they're the epitome of like having a monopoly in a system and using it to their advantage and people still like are obsessed although did you see the video um when they released the iphone 7 in i want to say it was norway it was somewhere european and like there was like two people waiting outside the store and they like had a bunch of balloons and stuff like the two people just like walked in it was great that's amazing (laughs) no but i have seen the video of someone who has bought every single iphone from the first one all the way to iphone 7 and they did like a startup comparison test where they started all the phones at the same time to see how long mm-hmm. it would to boot them up, essentially. And I think the fastest one was, like, the iPhone 5 Yeah, S. really? Yeah. I'm surprised. The 5S was not a good phone. It wasn't. And so, like, when I watched that video, I'm like, wow, this is kind of, like, shocking to see, like, all these start up at the same time and, like, how far we've kind of come. Whenever, whenever I see people with old iPhones, it's always a, a 4 or 4S mm-hmm. because those have, were the most solid iPhones. They they looked terrible, but they still are still working, like, six years later. See, I have to disagree because I had my iPhone 4 for about two years, which mm-hmm. is generally your con contract length and mine would stop working mid-workout the phone wouldn't really? play my music and it was really frustrating and i've actually had pretty good luck with my 5s um but in general iphones are not meant to last more than a couple no. of years i mean i don't think any one. mainline phone is like i've had so i had a galaxy s3 a galaxy s5 active and now a galaxy s7 active i get a new one every two years yeah because that's exactly when they stopped working my last one um my ram started getting overloaded and every time i'd try and snapchat like in europe i'd be snapchatting and my phone would just die oh no. um and yeah it was terrible and so like Phones always have that issue, and they're not designed to last that long. Right. Yeah, and I mean, for me, personally, as an outsider, and I've never bought into an iPhone, never had an iPhone. I've always had Samsung, Galaxies. Those have been my 
niche apparently Mm -hmm. and so looking outside to me it looks like the iphone plateaued quickly it had it started out great it was this phone a computer in a pocket everyone loved it and then it just like it added a few features by the time we got to iphone 3 we've pretty much reached where it could go Mm -hmm. and then they're just like either taking out features adding them in it was a very slow progress from there and i feel like now they're just trying to be revolutionary and different I mean, they, they're trying to make money let's they're, face yeah it. well and apple has such a huge name now that other competing phones like there's plenty of phones out there that are just as good if not better than the iphone and nobody really pays attention to them because an iphone it has the apple logo and yeah. it's all pretty it's, it's branding yeah uh, i mean the question is nicole are you going to be getting an iphone 7 I can't decide. I can't say I'm thrilled about some of the new features. Um, I do like that it's water resistant um, because I've had, I haven't had a lot of trouble with it, but I do have to have like a bigger, bulkier case just because I am constantly doing something, whether I'm on the farm or just taking a run or in the weather, it's just, it does get wet with me. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be really careful. So that would be nice to have a waterproof phone. Right. But sure. I mean, there's so many options for like waterproof phones mm-hmm. that still have your headphone jack. And although they might not be as pretty as iPhones, like they're still just as good smartphones to just i can't decide if i want to change into a different phone though because now that i know how the apple yeah. products work it's so and also, easy and also all of your information is now saved to the icloud and so yeah and i have a mac as well yeah. so, it, so it's kind of nice system. to have it um all synced together mm-hmm. essentially a universal platform kind of yeah. give you some similarity between everything you're working on I mean, granted, I'll give Mac that they're a lot more fluid in that kind of with the iCloud than Microsoft is currently because I've run a lot of Microsoft and OneDrive and all that. Mm-hmm. It's not the most easy thing to use with different computers, different systems. And so, I mean, granted, I'll give Apple that one, but it's a whole cloud-based working system I'm not super fan of. I still back up everything to hard drives all the time because I just don't trust the cloud all the time to keep all my documents and pictures and everything safe because we've had numerous hacking scandals already with the Apple cloud system. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm just not sold on Apple in much regard. And granted, it's like an industry standard on some levels using a Mac and all that. But it's just they have so many problems. Mm-hmm. So speaking of money-making companies that are problematic, um, some new stuff is leaked about the new uh, DC movie, the new Justice League movie. Um, I don't know how big of DC fans you both are. I'm a huge Marvel fan, but I still I still keep up with DC. Um, and so apparently um, during a tweet um, done by Zack Snyder, the director, um, there is some photos you can see on an iPad that look like it might involve Deathstroke and Lex mm-hmm. Luthor being mm-hmm. to, like working together in the new movie, cool. which is interesting um, because I know that they've already announced that um, Steppenwolf is going to be the main villain, mm-hmm. um, which I don't understand. I don't think he's the best choice for a for the big ju- first Justice League movie, yeah. but that's okay. Um, and then in other like uh, superhero news, uh, Marvel just relaunched its uh, series Agent of Shield um, with Ghost Rider being a featured character. I don't know if either of you keep up with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And Luke Cage just came Luke out Cage today. Luke Cage came out today. Um, yeah. The day we're filming this on Friday. Um, so yeah, Luke Cage. I'm looking forward to talking about that next week. Yep. Um, after I probably binge it this weekend. But I mean, Marvel's obviously killing it. They've got Doctor Strange coming out in November, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be their introduction of magic into the cinema universe and they got benedict cumberbatch to come into the mcu that's a huge commitment they just announced that he's going to be in uh infinity war 
Um, Ooh, there you so, go. which is good because I'm I'm excited to see them really introduce magic. I'm excited to see how they deal with Death Rider um, on um, Agents of Shield because he is obviously a very supernatural being. Mm-hmm. And Agents of Shield, I've never seen it as like my go-to marvel kind of show i believe it's on fox or is it abc uh, abc abc ABC. yeah and so it's definitely like it's been a different one i've watched the first season and it was very kind of like low budget kind it was like marvel's like so yeah so the first season is honestly very very basic and then it the second season gets really good the third season was definitely their highest budget and their most interesting story i feel like it kind of lulled during the middle of the second season and then the fourth season they're just going crazy they've i mean they've got death rider um they've got a whole bunch of new things they're trying to do with it and i i'm just i'm really curious if they are because they've always been really really good about like explaining everything with science like in the last season they i don't know if this is spoilers but um one of the villains was hive um from the marvel universe and he um basically they explained to him like being a parasite like not being like mm-hmm. some science experiment gone wrong and they've explained every single thing like all the mutations of the inhumans with science yeah. and so i'm actually really hoping that like they use um doctor strange as an excuse to explain uh, death rider being like a character like an actual like mythical character like not mythical but um supernatural mm-hmm. and i'm just really like because at- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started around the same time, or, yeah, the S.H.I.E.L.D. show started at the same time as Agent Carter. Right. And so, Agent Carter was recently just canceled last year. And so, that kind of gave us a backstory before S.H.I.E.L.D. was a thing in the MCU. And I felt like that was a much more, like, character-driven show that had a lot, I feel like, a lot better writing, a lot better stories instead of S.H.I.E.L.D. But, um... The whole MCU has have so much properties out there right now, and they're killing the whole live action yeah. uh, film series. Whereas DC right now, they're kind of in this weird limbo state, I feel like. They're trying yeah. a little too hard to rush out all their properties at once they are. to get to I that saw, whole... I saw a graphic that was talking about like the their current trend with movies and how it'd be the equivalent if Marvel had done Iron Man and then Civil War, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Avengers. Because everyone knows the whole Marvel phase plan. Everyone's at least heard of this. You have Nicole, right? Uh, Enlighten me, please. So essentially Marvel, way back before they started putting out all their movies, they had this, what they called the phase plan. Phase one movies were introducing all the Avengers. So it was Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Mm -hmm. all that. And then the Avengers was the end of phase one, and then they moved into phase two, and then... The next Avengers. We're currently movie. phase three. We're currently Basically, phase every three. big Avengers movie is meant to be the end of a phase. Yeah. And every time they add like exponentially more movies, like phase one, I think had like six movies. Phase two had like eight, and now phase three has like twelve or something. It's like a huge amount because I mean, it started with Ant Man. Uh, it's going to include Ant Man, Civil War, um, Spider Man, Black Panther, mm-hmm. like all the new ones, plus the um, both parts of, of Infinity War, which they've now announced as being split. It's not like because it used to be Infinity War parts one and two, but now it's going to be like. Infinity War this, Infinity War that, and they're two separate stories, which I think is better because I hate when they split movies up. My favorite part about the whole idea of this Infinity War 2 is that I've heard just based on the amount of characters, the, someone did the math, and for every character to have their own screen time split out across two feature films, 
each character would only be on screen for about 15 minutes. Wow. I mean, somebody actually, I saw this, I follow the Marvel subreddit and somebody calculated like how much screen time each character has had in all the movies. Um, and some of them were surprisingly low. Like Black Widow's screen time is still only like 20 something minutes for hmm. all the movies she's been in. And I feel like she's had a much bigger role in the Iron Man films yeah. than any of the Avenger ones. <clears throat> Obviously, Tony Stark has had the most because he's had three movies um, plus cameos in almost every single one. And he started the whole thing. Um, and then I think it was like Captain America and then I think War Machine technically because Rhodey was in every single Iron Man movie mm-hmm. um, and he was a huge part of it. But yeah, it's crazy like how little of time people get in it. Um, the slow, the smallest one would be, um, I guess now technically Black Panther because he's only been in one movie. But I'm very excited for the Black Or Spider-Man Black even. Or Spider-Man, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm also very excited for Homecoming. Um, I think Zendaya is going to be a really good choice for Mary Jane. Personally. And I just heard that they have Donald Glover who I'm a huge fan yeah. of. I've been watching Atlanta. I don't know if you, either of you have been watching Atlanta. I have not watched it. It is a fantastic show because mm-hmm. if anyone knows anything about Donald Glover, he is a comedian. He's also a rapper, Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. And so the whole entire series is kind of like a comedic, like dramedy kind of situational kind of piece on a rapper getting big in Atlanta. And so I think it's a fantastic take. Donald Glover's like at the helm of this show. If you guys have not watched it, you should start now. We're only like about a little over halfway through the season. Fantastic show. I cannot recommend it. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. But what I was going to say about the whole phase plan is essentially DC is trying to do phases one and two in the amount of time it took Marvel to do phase one. Right. And that has been a huge issue because they're trying too hard to rush things out. And it was just confirmed this week that... Harley Quinn is now getting her own solo movie. Mm-hmm. And if you watched Suicide Squad... I, I didn't actually see it. I kind of boycotted it, honestly. Yeah. Um, I watched it just for the sake of watching it. Yeah. I wasn't sold with all their reviews and all what like I've been told about it. I went into it kind of with low expectations. That's kind of what I got out of it. It wasn't something I was like blown away by. It was a okay action film. And if the thing about it is Harley Quinn gets a lot of feature in that film i don't think she's enough to carry an entire solo film by herself i will like a harlequin movie only if it's a romantic comedy between her and poison ivy that's the only reason i will enjoy a harlequin movie see and i think joker had very little screen time and apparently according to jared leto they had filmed so much yeah, they, they cut that a entire bunch, movie yeah. and it was very violent and much more accurate uh compared to the comic apparently and the harley quinn joker relationship is actually very abusive oh, and incredibly very so. dark incredibly and so, they yeah. totally made it like a lovey dovey right um, yep. relationship in suicide squad and don't get me wrong being the little rom-com fan that i am i totally bought it yeah but a lot of people were upset because of that because it just wasn't accurate and so i personally would like to see a lot more jared leto and i really hope they do make an edgier joker movie because he in my opinion was he was phenomenal and he was creepy i have not heard i i don't like i from what i saw promotionally like Mm -hmm. i said didn't see the movie um i just i was annoyed by how jared leto was treating it and uh mark hamill will always be my favorite like even though he didn't play like he is much better i think in the voice acting like his performance in arkham the arkham video game series was amazing um i think he does a very very good job and i watched a video of him actually like portraying the character and i think he does the best personality of a joker Mm -hmm. he i think he is the closest to like what i think of the joker but they did release the new animated version of the killing joke which is probably one of the best joker comics of all time. and i have a huge gripe with that movie immediately from the get-go Yes, because they completely destroyed the dynamic of Barbara Gordon and Bruce Wayne oh. in that film. 
I don't know if you guys know anything about the comics. I'm a huge comic nerd. Batman's one of the few DC comics I do follow. Yeah, Bruce Wayne has traditionally been this mentor to all of his sidekicks, Mm. Batgirl included. And what The Killing Joke does, if you've ever read The Killing Joke comic book, it's not enough to make a whole feature film. So granted, DC had to make add some new elements. But what they did is essentially Batgirl only became Batman's sidekick to kind of sleep with him and that's, oh, that's essentially so dumb in it's in the first 15 minutes they sleep together that's terrible and it ruins, ruins the gordon. whole entire character of barb gordon and it sticks with you the entire film mm. every time you look at it you're like i cannot believe i'm watching this that's frustrating okay well we are about time but thank you for listening in uh you can tweet us at csu collegian and be sure to tune in next week while we talk about what's going on in the world